This is a podcast for curious readers. Welcome back, podcast people. It's Kristen back with another episode of Book Pros. And on this episode, we have the first in our series of book swap reviews. So today we're going to sit down with Alex and Alexis, and then with myself and Lindsay. Um, Alex and Alexis will be talking about the two books that Alex picked and Alexis read. And the first one uh, that Alex picked is All Systems Read by uh, Martha Wells. It's the first in the Murderbot series, which is a sci-fi series. And then the other one she picked um, is called The Honeys, and that is a YA um, book by Ryan Lasala. And so those were Alex's two picks that Alexis read. And then you're also going to hear the conversation with myself and Lindsay. And the two books Lindsay uh, chose that I read, the first one was Ghosts of Rose Hill by R.M. Romero, which is also a YA uh, pick. And then the other one she picked was Horror Store by Grady Hendrix, who is a horror writer if you couldn't tell by the title. So we talk about those two books in this uh, episode. If you haven't listened to our book swap episodes before, you might want to go back to episode, um, I think it was episode, book swap time is episode 21. So uh, I think that was episode three or four in season two here. So I would go back and listen to that one first. That way you can hear kind of who picked what books and why. And then this is the first of our episodes where we are just kind of reviewing them and talking about how we felt about them. So that's this episode. Uh, One quick thing before we get started, don't forget that this Friday is second Friday in downtown Lidditz. And like every second Friday, we have tons of fun stuff planned. Don't forget to stop in at Aaron's Books because the Warwick High School cast of Susical the Musical is going to be with us having fun, signing autographs, you know, just generally being silly. So make sure you stop in and say hi to the cast of Susical the Musical, uh, which is the Warwick High School's musical, which uh, runs the weekend of March 17th, 18th, and 19th. Um, Friday and Saturday evenings, the shows are at 7.30. Sunday, their matinee is at 2. Friends, I think that's it. I'll be back um, in the middle of the show with some more shop events coming up this month. Otherwise, enjoy the first episode of The Book Swaps. Actually took a picture of my podcast setup because it is nothing. I'm I'm at our dining room table yeah. with stuff all around me, including this jar, of, jar pickles of pickles that is bigger than my head. We should just so, keep that. I mean, well, I guess not. It probably expires. But I, I was gonna I say we should want keep it, it like offer in the background. Yes, put it on a shelf. <laughs> It'll just podcast pickles. Yeah, I was trying to come up with something social media wise. And then I was like, this is this is nothing. But I just took a picture for my okay. amusement. This is a real shoestring my. operation here. Yes. I, I can't emphasize that enough, people. When you listen to the podcast. We sound we are, professional. We I mean, sound like we know what we're doing. We don't always even sound professional. But <laughs> it's definitely not a professional operation. <laughs> but it's fun. So I am Alex. Um... I read sci-fi, fantasy, YA, that kind of stuff. So I picked two books in those categories. One of them was um, All Systems Read by Martha Wells, which is the first novella in the Murderbot books. 
Um, and I chose that one because I think it's a pretty good example of awesome science fiction, but it's also very short. And I figured if, because we didn't know who was going to get these books, um, if somebody got it that isn't really into that, at least it was short. At least it was something they could read quickly. And um, yeah, they weren't into it. Be done with it. But I love Murderbot and I'm very excited to hear what Alexis thinks about that. I'm really excited that you read both books because my other book was The Honeys by Ryan LaSala. And that is a YA thriller, weird book. I don't really know how to describe it. I'm very excited to hear what you have to say. Um, it's one, one that I've recommended to a lot of people knowing that it's a weird one. Um, at my other job, I've gotten about half the employees to read it or listen to it. And I am really excited to hear what they all have to say. Um, and I actually just started listening to the audiobook because I've heard really good things about that. It just won an award um, at the Youth Media Awards for best audiobook. Um, so I'm excited to check that out too. Yeah, so those are the books that I picked. I'm excited that Alexis got them and ready to hear what she thinks. <laughs> um, confession, I actually um, bought the honeys on audiobooks so that I could read it while I did it. It was wonderful, I have to say. Um, that one was really interesting. Very, like, surrealist, horror-esque, mm -hmm. kind of. Um I, I really enjoyed all of the like, um, you know, like school days kind of stuff and having a gender fluid character was really fun as the main character. Um, and then it got real freaking weird there. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was going along, like feeling pretty normal. You know, the character is dealing with some grief and it's, you know, whatever. And then, I, and, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, this is weird. Yeah, so I wrote um, a review for it when it first came out um, that the author, that Ryan LaSala actually retweeted and quoted the line, and it was something along the lines of, this book is a Riverdale-style summer camp fever dream. Yes. And I feel like, you know, you have the teen drama, teen angst, and then, like you said, it gets real weird. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good way to put it. <laughs> Are you going to um, say what gets weird about it? Or you don't well, want to spoil it? You know. Will I spoil it book if now. you say I what's weird about it? Me. I think we can talk about it without spoiling the end. Where it gets extra real weird. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so it gets real weird and then it gets extra real weird. It gets weird and then it gets weird weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. So yeah. it opens with... Um, the main character, Mars, who's a um, a teen whose sister tries to, who twin sister tries to kill them. Um, and she, this is, you know, opening chapter, she dies in the attempt, has no idea what happened. Um, That's the opening chapter? It's the opening chapter. <laughs> and so, like, it starts, you know, normal thriller weird. <laughs> right. Um, and so, in order to try and understand what happened to... Um, his sister Caroline, Mars goes to the summer camp that she attended every year. It's this very fancy hoity-toity camp um, that 
she was obsessed with. That's where all her friends were. That's where everything that she loved was except for Mars. Um, and so when he goes, he doesn't quite fit in. It's very, on the surface, everything is beautiful and naturey and fancy. Um, but underneath, there is something sinister lurking. Um, and the longer he stays there, weirder things start happening. His memory gets confused. Um, people maybe go missing and then the real weird stuff. <laughs> so, Alexis. <Yes. laughs> That's about as well as you could put it without getting into spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I had a lot of fun with it though. I thought it was a really good one. Do you uh, read a lot of YA? I feel like you don't. I do not read a lot of YA, um, but this did. It didn't feel su like yes, the main character was the routines, but it didn't feel super young or anything. Like it felt like anything I could have picked up off the contemporary shelf, you know. And I don't know. Maybe that says something about my expectations about what YA books are. Mm -hmm. um, but it it didn't feel like oh, this is a book for kids to me. Sure. That's something that Todd and I talked about um, because I actually had picked a YA book for him when we did the first last time. Yeah. Um, and he said, you know, for him, it's been a while since he's read a young adult book. Yeah. And so his expectations of it versus what it actually was were, were kind of different. Um, and so, yeah, that's interesting to, to hear. Yeah. I don't think I read I've read a, a YA book since I was a YA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it was definitely, yeah, um, it was good. Yeah. But I think, yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I also have to say, I mean, I know that listeners can't see it, but it's a beautiful book. The cover is. is all floral with some hidden bees and things. And then when you open it up, the end papers are like beehive pattern, um, honeycomb pattern. Oh, honeycomb. And they're actually, if you touch it, they're indented. And oh. I don't know about in the, the paperback version how that'll look, but it's just so pretty. That is a really pretty cover. And then, like I said, when you when you look closer, it's not you pretty on the inside. It gets sinister. the The title kind of dissolves. Dripping and okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing bees have something to do with. Yeah. Yes. What happens? Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, the 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 group of like it girls are referred uh, to as the honeys and they live in this uh, special cabin and they tend bees um, okay. while at the summer camp. Okay. Um, and this is kind of the the group that Mars's sister hangs with. So they're really mm -hmm. interested in kind of infiltrating that, not infiltrate, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they're interested in getting close to those people to try to find out more about Caroline. Is um, it at all like... Did it take any inspiration from? Have either of you seen Heather's from the eighties? Did you ever see Heather's? I Not think in ages. Only. Yeah. The, Just curious. The three it... cool girls being their own kind of unit. Okay. Um, otherwise, less. Okay. Less Heather'sy, but like that. Possibly. It just, you, the description reminded me of it, and mm -hmm. having never read the book, I just was like, yeah. I don't... <laughs> 
so they did just announce that it's going to be made into a movie um which i'm very excited about Ooh, that's cool. i was talking to alexis about this the other day i don't know any um this is gonna make me sound ancient i don't know any cool young actors so Timothy i have Chalamet. no that's all I got. well that's like all that's i could think said. of yeah. that's all i know, I know. right <laughs> and like maybe timothy mm-hmm. chalamet could be mars Mars is a, a gender fluid cool. teen, and I know Timothy Chalamet kind of plays yeah. with some of that mm-hmm. in his fashion. Um, but I've been racking my brain and trying to think of like cool teen shows, I don't know. and I don't really watch any. I watched Heartstopper and yeah. loved that, but I couldn't think of any anyone to to cast. No, it very it dates me that I my first one I thought of was Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> <laughs> She's no longer. I mean, she'd yeah. be perfect, but like. But she'd be perfect 25 years ago. Yes, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you could cast it with actors from when they were younger. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I'm interested in how it's going to translate to the screen, how it will be received by people who don't know what they're getting themselves into. <laughs> Who's do you know who's making it? Do you know? Does it does it say um, is it like a streaming thing or a no, it's a like it's a like a movie movie studio that mm. is behind some really interesting a really interesting combination of things let me see um mm. like a couple of shows and a couple movies um the shows were kind of weird it was um Mr. Robot that one with Rami Malek I love that show yeah I love that um show. but also Shit's Creek also love that show um <laughs> right two things that I love two yeah. very different yeah and very different vibes from yeah. the Honeys. Um, and then some of their movies, which I do kind of, one of them is um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, I love that movie. Um, yeah. That's a, oh, which movie. is kind of surreal. And it, yeah. And, um, the hmm. studio is Anonymous Content. Um, okay. And one of their other movies is Mr. Robot. I'm not, sorry, I said Mr. Robot. The Revenant. The oh, Leonardo geez. DiCaprio right. Bear movie. So Man. all of those things of... makes me more interested in it. <laughs> yeah. So that that's the only, you know, official thing that's a, attached to the movie project. And I know that the author is going to be on as some kind of producer, hmm. but awesome. they just announced it like a week ago. Oh, really? Um, cool. So I'm really excited about that. That is exciting. I will definitely, definitely watch it. Yeah. We can take a, we can take a field trip. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, so, Anything else about the honeys, Alexis? Any thoughts? Nope. <laughs> You're shaking your head in it was confusion great. and <laughs> there's, you, just, does, there, there's feelings, you know, mm-hmm. but does it did, make you would it make did it make you want to read more YA or was it kind of like, oh, is this what Y is now? Or like do you know what I mean? Me want to read more YA. Um you know, it made me want to read more, um, like, surreal things happening to queer people. Mm-hmm. Mm. That, was, that was the blurb about the author in the back of the book. There was just one, like, I picked up this book, knew nothing about it. And I was like, okay, what the heck is this? Um, and there's a line about the author on the on the back sleeve that said something to that exact effect that was like, writes about surreal things happening to queer people and I was like okay I could use more of that in my life 
Read so. A.S. King. That's <laughs> me. Yeah. Well, there's some YA stuff. There's a YA mm-hmm. bent. I haven't really yeah. read much of her stuff either. Yeah. Um. So here we go, I guess. Another one <laughs> that I recommend. So either if you liked The Honeys or you liked this other one, you'll like the other, Um, is Wilder Girls by Rory Power, which oh, yeah. I have loved for a really long time. Mm-hmm. That's another one that is definitely leans more into the surreal from the start um mm-hmm. whereas this kind of starts out just everything could happen right. um but wilder girls is another really good one where just strange things happen and you're very tense the whole time joy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool i'll have to put that one on my list i, re- I recognize the name from the yeah show. that's one that we usually have because yeah. i was so obsessed with it when it came out Right. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And then do you want to talk about Murderbot? Yeah. And then Murderbot Diaries, um, I have to say, was completely not anything like I was expecting it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you hear you hear Murderbot and you go in like expecting a certain level of like, um, I don't know. Murder and robots. (laughs) um but this was so much like softer and cuter and funny yeah um and that surprised me I really enjoyed it I thought it was really cute um it's just a murder bot is just you know a little guy in the world trying to figure out why he exists right right and it's just adorable I think that everyone can relate to murder bot a little bit definitely sometimes all you want to do is ignore everyone and watch TV. And that is all that Murderbot really wants. Yep. And I love those books. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think awesome. I could see myself picking up more in that series. That was that was good. It's yeah. it's a long series or there are a lot of them. They're mostly novellas. Um, there are one or two full novels. Um I think the idea is that you can pick the novels up at any time. Um, but the novellas are really great because like I said they're quick they're bite-sized and yeah. much lighter in tone than you would think yes from a series yeah. called Murderbot right um so yeah I think they're great for people that maybe either don't read too much sci-fi or think they won't like it um I think they fall into the category of like a, a Becky Chambers book like a long way to a small angry planet and the Somber monk and tea robot books yeah um where they are certainly fantastical or science fictional but you don't have to be into that to to enjoy them and to get something out of it yeah definitely yeah and i do i do like sci-fi um i haven't read as much of it as you know maybe i would like but it was a good um yeah i think i think you picked a really good book for an intro to sci-fi yeah awesome Thank you. Yeah, I was trying to think of something that anyone would be okay with. Yeah. <laughs> because I knew, because this time we, we chose two books because we didn't know who would be reading them. I picked The Honeys as kind of the alternate, as like, mm-hmm. maybe people might be turned off by this one, but I felt like anybody could like Murderbot. 
Which is so funny because the titles yeah. of them, you would think like <laughs> if oh, you were yeah. just if you were just if you weren't into that kind of thing and you were just going to pick one of them up and you were like, I'll be safe with this one. You wouldn't pick Murderbot. <laughs> yeah, you'd pick That's the honeys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> but this makes me want to go back and reread All Systems Red and it makes me mm-hmm. want to read the honeys. Every time we do book swaps, it screws me because... I already am so behind on all the things I want to read. And then every time every, like I do these and everybody talks about the books they've read, I'm like, oh, can I read that one yeah. too? Aww. Can I do that one too? It just is impossible. I'll never keep up. We need to do some kind of um, like TBR tour. A tour to yes. Read tour. Whether it's, um, I'm sending myself a message right now. Um, whether we should it's all take pictures of our physical <laughs> stack yeah. or just our list of things that we've that we've written down. Yeah, I think that that's a great idea. Be something. That's a good idea. <laughs> and we'll just show everybody the piles and piles and piles of books that we have so that when they come into the shop and get go like, oh, I should not be buying more books. We yeah. can be like, listen, we see you. You're yeah. it's fine. <laughs> you are us. <laughs> we are all the same. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're safe here. You're safe here. It's okay. <laughs> this is a judgment free zone. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. So anything anything else about my wonderful selections? They were wonderful. Thank you so much. That, uh... I'm so happy that you got them. <laughs> yeah, I was I'm happy too. Yeah. I was uh yeah, the, the book swap this time around, the way that we got to pick first um before knowing who they were going to felt very yeah. interesting. I was yeah. a little I was a little nervous, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I ended up picking Alex's little yeah. bag. So I think it was both easier and harder yes. to pick the actual books. Yeah. I had a harder time. Okay. Man, I had a harder time picking the books this I time. Had a hard time. I had a hard time too. But thinking I think it was easier because we had we chose two books. Um yeah. And so people could choose one of them. Whereas when I had Todd and I knew I had to pick one book and I felt yeah. like it was very personal, and I needed Todd to like that book. Oh, I, <laughs> that was harder to me. Oh, yes, you know, I thought that was easier. I think it, I thought it was easier because I was like, okay, given what I know about this person and what they read, like yeah. I could make a guess. This time, I felt like I, I don't know. Yeah, but that could be hard depending on who it is that you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yes. That. True. <laughs> well, and picking for someone you don't know can also be equally hard if you don't know what books like I have a hard time picking like what's my favorite book that I've read in the last year I don't know I can I'll give you a list of 20 I'll give you a list of 20 books don't ask me to pick one like (laughs) picking a favorite child yeah and poor (laughs) yeah yeah and poor Bailey got my got the books that I picked and they're both real downers oh Spring is back, and so are events at Aaron's Books. First up, we have some really cool free monthly events that you can sign up for. First off is our monthly game night. That will be on the third Thursday of every month, starting this month on March 16th. It's a free event, but you do need to RSVP on our website, www.aaronsbooks.com. We'll be featuring specific games, and we'll be announcing which games we're going to demo in advance so you know whether or not you want to sign up for that night. Also, added bonus, if you sign up for game night, all games sold in the store are 10% off that evening. 
On the fourth Tuesday of every month, we have Tarot Tuesdays. Starting March 28th, this is not a class. It's not a tarot reading. It's a social gathering. It's like a book club, but minus the book. It's a guided discussion for those of you who love tarot and all things metaphysical. It is a free event, but you do need to RSVP on our website, www.aaronsbooks.com. Later in March, on the 21st, we have another Bell Book and Candle Spring Equinox event. That one is not free. You do need to RSVP, and it is $25, but you also do get some pretty great stuff with your $25. You'll get a craft, you'll get a plant to take home, as long as some wonderful refreshments and some great company. So that's March 21st, that's Bell Book and Candle, a spring equinox event, and you do need to RSVP and sign up on our website for that one. And last on our monthly events, we have an exciting new edition. Starting in April, the first Monday of every month, so that would be April 3rd, we are adding a little reader's story time. At 10.30 on the first Monday of every month, Alex is going to be gathering with some of our favorite little readers for story time. So again, make sure you RSVP on our website. It is a free event, but you do need to RSVP. And last but not least, this is not a monthly event, but we do have three local picture book authors who have books coming out very soon. Jennifer Rowdenbush, um, Jessica Whipple, and Jonathan Stutzman all have picture books coming out in the next month or so. And their books are available for pre-order and for signing on our website. So go to our website, say it with me, www.aaronsbooks.com. Uh, to soon to order to pre-order your signed copy and you can also find more information there on all of the um, author events and signings that we'll be doing with those authors so make sure you go to our website and check that out and sign up for any of the other things that would be fun to do all right and now we have Kristen and Lindsay talking about Lindsay's picks the ghosts of Rose Hill and horror store more out of their comfort zone than they would normally uh -huh. be so it's it's interesting to see it'll be like, i feel like i be... lucked out with mine because emily and are talking that's right i'm reading silent patient and it's like that's it's right. something that i think i would pick up for myself yeah. um yeah which i'm not mad about because i you know it's one that i was interested in and i'm happy that i'm kind of being forced to have to read it now yeah. um i feel that way about the books that you picked that yeah, i was like i was right. glad i got you because i was like and both the books in there i was like oh sweet i wanted to read both of these anyway <laughs> so okay. i think it'll be yeah i think it'll be a little <laughs> bit of both i think we're gonna have people that were like glad they got the books they got because they were like oh this is something i kind of had my eye on and then i think there'll be other people that are like I could just poor Bailey is like suffering through Hamnet. <laughs> Which is I'm like, so surprised by because I've I've had my eye on Hamnet for a long time as a one that I was interested in. Um, it's it's very it is very different from what she normally reads because it okay. is very it's a very somber read. Yeah, like it's real. It's very much like contemporary literary fiction, um, and it's a very somber more dry read than yeah i think maybe she would normally pick i don't know but right. yeah it's, it's every once in a while she'll be like i'm gonna finish it i'm gonna like, <laughs> you don't have to it's okay if you just say you hated it and you tried oh. to read it and it <laughs> yeah oh boy but i read both of the books that you picked for me 
And I want to talk about both of them, but I feel like that would be a really long conversation. Yeah. So, I refreshed my brain on both of them today. So you did. Okay. Semi good to go. Maybe we can briefly, we'll try to talk about both of them. Cause I just, I love both of them. We'll start with Ghost of Rose Hill. Cause I, that was the second one I read actually. And I was glad that it was the second one I read because after I read Horror Store, I needed something else that, that wasn't going to give me nightmares. <laughs> um, but I loved Ghost of Rose Hill and it's a, I'll just explain it. I'm not, I'm not explaining it to you because I know you know because you are. Yeah, really good. Um, but yeah, it's a YA like kind of like a fairy tale almost or a fable, um, but it's told in verse, which I loved because the language was so it was so beautiful that it, it of course it was verse like it just it, yeah, it was it was really, really beautiful. And oh. I think that made it it made it seem even more like an old fable or fairy tale too you know what i mean just the the language and the way the story was written was very much like that but anyway so it's a ya kind of horror a little bit because they do talk about the main character as being like a final girl kind of um and uh what else did i want to say about it just kind of like as a like what it is ya horror did i miss anything it's like jewish folklore yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah. So the, the the author who wrote it, um, R. M. Romero, is uh, she's biracial Jewish. She's Latina, a Jewish Latina, mm-hmm. um, and so it's that's incorporated into the story as well. And then yeah, like you're saying, it's it's a it's an old Jewish tale about the what's the name of the river? Oh crap! The Vodnik, I think is the, the Vodnik. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That is what it's called. Mm-hmm. I, I had all my stuff set up back in the other room and now I moved out here and I left both my books. I left both my books back in the other room and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't have any of my stuff now. Um, yeah, the Vodnik. So like a river creature, yeah. demon. Yeah, he's like an type. immortal kind yeah. of being that has existed for, I don't even he, know how long. Mm-hmm. And he feeds off the souls of children. Dead children. Dead children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the basic story is essentially like she's she's not a dead child (laughs) she's alive (laughs) she's alive she is sent by her parents from she lives in like miami um and she's sent by her parents back to uh is it czech is it czech republic prague Prague. yeah so that's yeah czech republic um and I, i have friends that lived and taught in czech republic for years and i made the mistake once of referring to it as czechoslovakia and they were like oh yeah they were like no <laughs> and it was just one of those i was like oh oh yeah oh no i didn't i didn't mean it like that like i meant <laughs> it wasn't intentional i wasn't making a political statement it was just my lapse of yes comment. anyway um so she's they sent her to prague to live with her aunt grandmother aunt i think it's her aunt her aunt yeah yeah and um she stays there and she she is a musician like she she has the heart and soul of a musician she plays the violin and she loves it and her parents don't want her to pursue music because they don't see a future in it so it's kind of like this combination of an immigrant story or like a first generation immigrant story mixed with um yeah like mixed with mythology and fables and it really blends together really beautifully those two things like a really old story with a like yeah like 
the, an old, how am I trying to say it's an old story that like her parents would have known growing up in Prague, but she's the first generation coming back and learning of it and undoing it yes, as well. So it's, yeah. it's like a story of a, yeah, of like a immigrant's journey, the first generation child, their journey in, like that incorporates all their family history and stuff and it's and kind of breaking free of that and being what you want to be but it's told in this in the guise of this really dark fable yeah it's beautiful and really beautiful language yeah it feels so much more adult than um, yeah than YA moments like I, I I had to do some double takes while reading it and then going back to it today I was just like my god like yeah, this why is, is it it's, YA? It's yeah, that it can be considered YA, and I think purely it is because she's sixteen and yeah. following her is a minor, kind of navigating that life. Yeah, but honestly, it reads very much more adult. It's yeah, the themes that it's tackling are very surreal, and it just—I mean, it's painful. It was painful mm-hmm. to read. Um, when you kind of start to learn more about the characters that she's meeting. Yeah. In, and their histories and the relationships that she builds with them, her with Benjamin was just yeah. some of the most pure writing that I've seen in a long time. Um, yeah. Because it's not like she's a teenager that's falling in love with her first crush or whatever. It's not right. that kind of YA at all. No. It's, it's purely her experiencing the sensation of love and what that really means for her. Because she seems as though she hasn't experienced it before in her life, even with her own parents. Right friends because those are central figures that keep coming back throughout the story she thinks about her friends back in Miami and they're getting to go do this big party kind of thing on their break and she has to go to Prague and it's just like what the heck woe is me yeah but no like she fully gets to experience what everyone feels when they first fall in love for the first time and it's just like and it's just right there on the page and yeah and you're like that's it that's exactly it yeah it's just so pure and as you were saying that too I was thinking um even that part the part where she's messaging her friends texting her friends or whatever at home and they're all doing the yeah they're doing the summer before college Mm -hmm. partying or doing whatever they're doing and I can't I don't know this for sure because I'm not a first generation um yeah but like but I imagine that, yeah, that a lot of that this most of this story is a lot of a metaphor for what it feels like to be, you know, she's forced to go back and contend with her parents' history in this country mm-hmm. while while everyone else and her all the other friends at her age, they just get to be normal in her mind, normal teenage girls. And she's kind of wrestling with my parents' expectations and what do I want out of life? and which most teenagers are, but to, but to a very different degree for yeah. a child whose parents yeah came from a different country yeah. um with very different expectations and stuff but yeah the language in it was so beautiful it was in verse which i loved cuz yeah. well a it went fast yeah. because when it's told in verse you know it just makes it just makes it go faster yes. but it also that also was a little bit disappointing i wish the book was like twice as long because <laughs> cuz i was like it's going fast but it's going too fast yes but, yeah, yeah no. but, I agree with me. 
Yeah. And the fact that she, I don't want to ruin, maybe I shouldn't say that. That kind of ruins the end. Never mind. I won't say that. <laughs> Never mind. Read the book if you want to know what I was going to say. Yeah. But oh, the way, the way she saves the souls of the children that are trapped is, and the way she describes, oh shit, I wish I had the book next to me here. At the end, when they come out of the house and Benjamin reaches up for her face and the language is something like, um, there was a galaxy in his fingertips or something like that. Well, it was something, it was so beautiful. I need to get my butt up and go get the book from the back room. Oh, for God's sake, Kristen, where is it? <laughs> oh, here it is. It's, it's when they all, there it is. Okay, it's chapter 45. It's page 352. Okay. There's, that's where it is. Yeah, so it says... One by one, the ghosts flicker and fade, their smiles shining with hope they didn't dare have before. Benjamin cups my face in his hands. Galaxies pour from the finger tips of his fingers, bleeding stars so blue they could be the deepest part of a flame. In this moment, we're closer than we've ever been and farther apart. I just was like, what? Yeah. I just, ju yeah, just that, just the language of that. I thought the galaxies pour from the tips of his fingers. And I was just like, oh, that's like, what a beautiful what a beautiful way to describe like the timelessness and the expansiveness of love because he is her age, but he has been dead for decades and decades. I think it's mm -hmm. like born in 1902. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. He's grown in time seemingly as well as much as he can, given the situation with the Bodnik and what he's battling. But when he meets the main character, it's just like you're watching these two figures that could be any age and you're just watching them interact with one another. Like it didn't feel like I was watching teenagers talk to each other. It didn't yeah. feel that. I mean, there was a sense of like, um, I don't know, like newness to it, but it's just like the sense of two people meeting for the first time. That's all that it was um, because yeah. when they're departing and then when they're having to say their goodbye, it's just, it's like watching two elders with each other for their entire span of life have mm -hmm. to say goodbye and it's just like soul crushing yeah to, have to experience that <laughs> yeah yeah I yeah. think I think part of that for me too was like the and I just had this I, this wasn't a formed conscious thought until right now as you were talking I was thinking that because like Benjamin isn't he's not a person like he kind of becomes a little bit more of a fully formed human yeah even though he's not even though he's not anymore but like he kind of does through the as their friendship grows like he becomes a more solid thing to her but yeah the truth is what he is is just his essence he's only his soul so really what you're watching is you're just we're just experiencing two souls recognizing each other and trying to protect and help each other and so when that at the end when i don't yeah again i won't say the end but like at the end when the end happens like that's what it is it's it's this it's just the soul's love for another soul it's not a romantic love even though it is it's not a platonic love even though it is it's it's more than that and it's yeah i think that's part of what made it so beautiful and more than more than just the story that it is but yeah I, I loved it and it was such a good way it was such a good thing to read even though it also was a little bit like a little bit like a horror yeah 
not totally, but like a little bit. Um, I mean, it was unnerving, like, you know, yeah. their descriptions of like their features and how they appear. Yeah. Um, oh, a little pearl. The children. It's just like, yeah. it's, it's scary to an extent because you're, you're picturing how it looks in your head. Yeah. And it's not necessarily like you can recognize that it's a child, but you also can at the Mm-hmm. as they're you know flushed in certain ways I mean I won't give it away how what's happening to them but right you know it's just yeah like what he's doing to them what the Vodnik yeah. is doing is like and then of course yeah you have that whole element of this main villain this mm-hmm. main antagonist that you're trying to understand who they are um and he's horrifying he's terrifying yeah that. um I mean I think when you first even meet him you're kind of like you're weird you know what's funny? I just realized in my mind, have you ever watched um The Princess and the Frog, the Disney movie? Yeah. yeah. You know that? In my mind, he's um he's the he's the guy. What's the bad guy's name? He's like ta- like in my I, he kind of the Vodnik in my mind is kind of like reminds me of I, I'll look it yeah. up. I can't remember what his name is, but yeah. <laughs> what? that's funny because that's he just reminds you of this creepy kind of like otherworldly you can see how he gets the children to go with him because he is very convincing. Um, but you can also tell there's something very sinister about him, even though you don't, you can't quite put your finger on it at first. Yeah. It's just something about how he's able to like exactly tune in to the person that he's talking to. I mean, he's manipulator one-on-one. Like he's. Yeah. With that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Roll. laughs> That's his point. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it was yeah. it was an interesting one. It was one that I got. Um, it was an arc that we just got in at the store, and I took it home because I saw that it was a novel in verse, and I was like, "Oh, I haven't, I haven't explored something like that in a while." Um, I think, yeah, I think the last one I read was a Laurie Hulse Anderson. I think I read okay. her. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the last one I read before before that one. Yeah. I don't. Um but yeah yeah. it's beautiful and it really doesn't like you're saying i like and i don't say that i don't say it in a derogatory way towards ya Mm -hmm. because there's plenty of ya that i really love um and i i do think every it's for everybody but i do sometimes think ones like this when i pick them up i think like why is this ya i think that was some of amy's books too like you know you pick it up and you're like this i mean it is YA in that right. the main character is a teenager, but it's not YA in every other way. Right. <laughs> and I think it does um, narrow the audience that a book would see would would get. Yeah, and I so guess I in think, a way that it would be the most derogatory. It's like it because yeah. for people that don't believe they can read YA after the age of eighteen. Um, yeah. <laughs> now I will there, say there is some YA so- that I do feel like I have aged out of. Do you know what I mean? Like, not in a, not in a content way, not in a, like, just in a, um, it's like similar to like watching a, uh, oh God, I can't think of a, I can't think of a current reference to make. What are the kids watching these days? Um, I was going to say Riverdale, but I don't even know if that's a show. Oh, I mean, it is, but, um, geez. yeah, like I just mean like there's certain things that I'm like, oh yeah, like this isn't for me. Like there's certain things that I'm like, oh okay. But this is not one of those kinds of YA books. Like this is a kind of YA book that I feel like it could be on the contemporary shelves because it's just that well written. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I think too, it's like, I've noticed as I've, you know, continuously come back to YA all the time. I do think there is a, a part of it that is changing um, because, you know, back in, I guess, 2000s kind of time, a lot of the stuff that was being published at that point followed like a very specific kind of trajectory for how young adult literature was being written and the stories that were being told. Mm-hmm. Felt very more high school felt very like you were watching people just go and live their yeah. lives as being teenagers in a high school setting, which there's nothing wrong with that. Those are great stories. And yeah, for the authors that, you know, have been able to capture those kind of things really well, they've succeeded. But I do feel like, and it's probably, obviously it's existed within the genre itself, but I think it's definitely becoming more woven into it. There are a lot more serious topics that are, you know, mm. trying to push their way into the genre, which I think is very important. And yeah. obviously we're seeing a lot of the backlash at how people feel about it all the time more and more lately because of the internet and people being able to communicate about it more. Right. Um, lots of challenging, lots of banning, lots mm-hmm. of everything. And it's existed, yeah, but I do think it's it's escalating more because authors are taking more and more risks because they know they have to. Yeah. And because they're that's their role. They're trying to tell stories. They're trying to get these questions answered for mine and be able to grow from it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But obviously that comes with a lot of backlash um, from people that are closed minded and they don't care. Um, I think, well, and I think this is a, this is a change of topic too, but like, I think in what you're saying, I think a lot of that is also like, People, parents are very comfortable with how they were raised because they yeah. figure if if I did that or if or if I experienced that and I turned out okay, then okay, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But um, and I can see it now being a parent of a child and like being around the ages of people who have kids. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but like you, if anything falls outside of your rel- the realm of what was normal for you in your childhood, it's like a uh, like danger. Like, whoo, danger! I don't know what this is gonna do because like this wasn't how it was when I was a kid, and so therefore it must not be safe or like it doesn't feel as safe because um, it's just outside of my experience. And maybe, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Like. Not that this is a good thing to compare it to, but I think of, you know, a lot of people who would say, you know, I well, I got spanked when I was a kid. And so I turned out fine. It's kind of a similar thing, you know, the idea of and I still there's there still is that too, the idea of like you well, you don't this isn't how you teach your kids or this isn't how you do that. Well, you're listening to too many of those feel (laughs) feel goods, pop psychology people or something. I don't know. (laughs) But I think the same is true, like in in books you know there there is there are more books that deal with more serious topics that are real for teenagers and i think that scares parents because we didn't have we didn't always have those types of things when we were right. kids because that's not the way the culture was then right yeah. that makes sense yeah, exactly. yeah anyway that's a whole other topic yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i mean I think it's a good way to talk about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, and the thing that I also love about it and that I've always said about YA and why I always advocate for it is that, you know, teenagers are given a chance to feel like that they're, you know, human sometimes. Mm -hmm. They are bogged down to, you know, you're still a kid. 
you can't understand topics that are mm-hmm. too larger than life. And that's just yeah. crap. That's yeah. not true at all. They mm-hmm. want, those are the perfect moments for them to get those kinds of stories and to hear these certain people talking about their mm-hmm. experience. one to align with where they are and these sorts of things are so vital to talk about and so the thing I appreciate about this one is that you know us saying like it feels like it's so much more than YA I think that's fantastic sometimes maybe that it is grouped in there so that if a, yeah. a teen or a young adult that's coming to it um is you know picking it up and reading it and hopefully kind of grasping its you know deeper messaging that it's trying to portray it shows them that, you know, you're able to handle these things. You're able mm-hmm. to understand them. You can read them just fine. And that's beautiful. And that's yeah. what it's meant for. Yeah. Um, it ultimately more than anything. Yeah. Um, I, think, what it does. I, I think that I, I, some of my favorite books I read from the time I was in elementary school, well, forever till now, always, yeah. <laughs> um, were things that other people maybe probably would have said like, well, that's too, too adult for you. Mm-hmm. Or like, I remember reading, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. When I was in elementary mm-hmm. school, I remember read like, I remember reading books that people would say like, mm, like, um, and I'm sure a lot of it went over my head to some degree cool. at different points, which we were just watching. We were, uh, we were, everyone in our house was sick well aside from me but everyone in our house was sick we watched a lot of muppets um and we were watching um the great muppet caper which uh-huh. i haven't i haven't seen in a really long time well, the three of us were watching it and i there were so many things that i was like and i've seen that movie plenty of times since i was a kid yeah. and i watching it as an adult i was like so much of the humor went over my head that i think i i watch it and like it more now than i did when it when i was a kid because you get all of the humor whereas when you were a kid just certain things just passed you by cuz you just oh, yeah. you, you didn't even know that they were supposed to be a joke or whatever right. um but i think the same is true in well in any medium and in books too you know what i mean like there were books that i read that i go back and i read them now and i'm like whoa that was in there when i was a kid and i don't you know i couldn't have told you what that meant <laughs> or like what I don't know yeah so I, like, I think no I don't I think we don't give kids enough credit sometimes too for being able to like be their own filter or like to understand that they, yeah I don't know you know if they read something and they're comforted by it or they're you know they have the ability to put it down and say this you know not for me or like yeah. too much can't but you just don't or, give them that chance yeah or or my hope is that like my hope for my daughter, she's she's learning how to read. She she can read books now, for the <laughs> most part. Um, but like my hope for her is that anytime she reads or watches something that she's not sure about or she has questions about or she just wants to talk about, that she would be like that she would just be like, so this is in my book, or like so I saw this on TV and what does this mean? Or like what I would rather that than being like you're never allowed to read this or you're never allowed to see this but everybody's different. So, yeah, it's true. It is true. And it's, it is, it's what happened, you know, has these conversations continuing to appear all the times because we all have different opinions about where, where we sit with everything. So, yeah. But I, yeah. And I think what you're saying is, is very true too. I think you, we rob kids of the, 
joy and the learning experience of sitting with something uncomfortable or reading something that you don't understand or whatever. We rob them of that experience when we don't um, allow them to read books or, you know, that might stretch them a little bit. And I think yeah. this is like, this is a good example of that, like, cause it's, it's not a typical YA and there's so many good topics right. in it and so many good themes and so many good um, ideas to explore that. Yeah. I don't know. It's really good. Yeah. I loved good. it. I I'm thought it was so you liked it. That's what Now I read it after I read horror store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very. Cause horror store um horror store is i wish i'll I'll have to like take a picture of it or something because people need to see it to really come into errands we always have it yeah i mean (laughs) honestly like you need to see the picture so first of all and again this is not a good thing for this medium of podcasting because i would it's you need to see the book and the pictures so like the book is designed like an ikea catalog mm-hmm. right the first time i ever i think i've said this on the podcast before the first time i ever saw this in the store i thought it was an ikea catalog and i was like why do we have ikea catalogs laying around the store so weird so random yeah <laughs> um it is not it is it's meant to to look like one because it takes place in like what would be what like a an off-brand ikea and they mention ikea in the book they do yeah so this is like the the bargain like even more of a bargain basement ikea than ikea essentially like what is it orsk orsk yeah orsk (laughs) yeah orsk orsk yeah Yeah. uh so yeah so it's a horror it's a horror story that takes place in essentially what is an ikea but they don't call it an ikea in the in the story um and it's kind of like this like cautionary tale but also um like an uplifting tale about being an adult and what it's like to like work and like to hate your job but also like know that you have to do it and like the grind of a, the of adult life sometimes and like just having to do things you don't want to do and it but all of that is under <laughs> it's, it's like within this really really creepy story of a haunted ikea or orsk yeah that these people work at i don't know how in-depth i should get about like why it's haunted or like you what's say, going on oh my god it, it's, it's so fucked up. it's built on the remains of something that was once there yeah um, is a good way that you can probably just put it yeah but and it's probably not what you're thinking no. <laughs> like if you nope. say built built on something it's probably not built on the thing you're thinking is built on it's mm-hmm. built on something else um that's way creepier and <laughs> i can't even talk about it without like having this like visceral reaction of like honestly Lindsay, i had to like i could only read it during broad daylight hours <laughs> i learned oh. that after like because it's not until about the f- what chapter is it where things start getting I think it's chapter six where like, so like at the beginning of every chapter, just like in an Ikea catalog, they're like, um, they have like the weird name of the furniture piece. Yes. Right. Yes. So like there's one here, it's called the, the aural or whatever. And it's a table with chairs. Yes. Right. And then like, they start off really normal. There's like a table with chairs. Mm-hmm. There's like, here's little, like, you know, uh, 
organizing cube things for your home. But then right around chapter six, or actually maybe it's before there. It's more like chapter four. Um, Yeah. It doesn't waste time. No. No, it starts off really normal. The book starts off, like the story starts off pretty normal. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I didn't make the connection about what is the piece of furniture for chapter four. Yeah. Is that, is that's where, yeah, that's where I started to get real freaked out. Oh, yeah. So I thought it uh, looked like Adam. Oh my. Yeah. Now that puts that scene even into more light. I know. I know. I, that, so that's what I did before jumping on here with you. I went back for both of these and I read, I read like each <laughs> really awful scene that happens mm-hmm. as the story's progressing and heating up a lot. And oh my God. Yeah. Did you forget I mean, how, I, did you forget how awful it is? It's so bad. It is. So bad. It is, um. It is very unnerving. Like like chapter it's, 11, this one, chapter 11. I got to this and I was like, no. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. No. 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 See, I made the mistake when I first saw this one. Ugh, I, ugh, I can't. I read it at night. No. I read it before <laughs> I went to bed. And I didn't stop. Like, I, See, you know, I could have turned around, started reading it. No, I, every time I went to bed, I read a chapter or two. No. I tortured myself. See, I I could do that. I read the How to Sell a Haunted House, and I could do that with that one. Because that one, while it was scary, it was like a different flavor of scary. And I guess I'm not as freaked out by that flavor of scary, maybe. Or I don't find it as, like, skin crawly, maybe. I don't know. This one, I did. I made the mistake of taking it, of reading it in bed one time. And then, I, and then I was like, oh, no, I can't do that with this one. Because, like, even, like, look at the, like, the back. Oh, yeah. Like, look, I know. Beautiful. Like, it's, uh, it's like, and then and the back is just, like, just horrid. Absolute terror. Absolute. Yeah, it's, um, it's really good for anyone that is really wanting a scary story. Yeah. Um, truly. Like, if you want, if you're looking for a horror that will absolutely wreck you in terms of you wanting to hide under the covers yeah it's a perfect one for that you Um, know what mate oh this is gonna give it away if i say that it's gonna give away what this is built on if i say the next thing i was gonna say because remember i was saying about how i went somewhere years ago that made this more creepy because i did a tour of a place Yeah. yeah because in my mind every time they talked about once they figured out what the Orsk is on top of, like what it yes. was built on, every time they bring that up, that's what I thought of. And I was Ooh, like, oh, that's it See, was, like, I don't, made it worse. I haven't done what you did. Like, yeah. I haven't been in a place like that. So I luckily didn't have that direct like This one. Oh, I no. Got, that like, was the other thing that I did. But when I got back to today, when I was reading through those certain little snippets, I went back and I looked at each of the chapters yeah diagrams and i was like oh because you you're oh (laughs) it's so bad i will say the worst of them all was ruthann i'm not gonna give it too much away oh my god i cried i cried because i was like that that is just it was brutal 
it was just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And, and so her, rooted. Like, it's not your fault. And it was like, and so oh rooted in like, so rooted in like childhood fears too mm-hmm. that I was like, no, 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 don't do that to her. Please don't do that no. to her. And oh. then, and then later when they're, I kept holding out hope for her. I guess I should say I it that way. I kept, yeah. even though that gives it away just by me saying that. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I kept holding out hope thinking like, okay, like maybe she's in there. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Oh, no. What a horrible but, um... yeah. I was so mad. Cool. I was mad about that actually too. I was sad first, and then I was mad because I was. I like, was just like, honestly, out of all of the characters we're introduced to, any of the others could have gone, and it would yeah. have stopped. But it would have been like, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, but, but Ruth her, Ann, yeah. I mean, got him, got him, and he yes. did that too. And Best Friends Exercise. Um, when I read oh. that one, oh my god, gutting, like absolutely yeah. awful. You're terrible. Absolutely not. You put me through all of this like scary yeah. crap and then you tear out my heart. And that's just so mean. And didn't no. But I also love it. Yeah. I did too. I did too. I really did love this, yeah. but I never want to open it up again. No. <laughs> like I don't think I And I have I my first thought was I like started this and I was like, this is really cool. Maybe I'll just leave it as like a coffee table book and then people can pick it up and be like, What, is, what is this? And then I realized, oh no, I can't have this book sitting out in my house. I can't. Well, I can't. Just like um, how to sell a haunted house. I don't think that one can probably be locked away in your house as well. No. Yeah. Ugh. But at it least was... you have a bit of a range. Yes, and honestly, I really did enjoy it because I felt like I really felt like this was a good, like metaphor for that period of time right as you're like a young adult and you're leaving school and you're going into the work like you're Mm -hmm. you're finding something whether it's like or the job you always wanted to do or just a temporary thing to get you to whatever you want to do or whatever it is like everybody experiences that feeling of like oh my god this like the slog of the everyday Mm -hmm. of like I remember when I was working full-time in education I loved it yes and I hated it like it just the slog of it the every day of all the things you have to do all the like checking things off a list and all the mundane things that like you know the emails you have to write the ear that nobody ever writes back to or I remember going around in schools you know I sent you three emails about this can you please (laughs) back? (laughs) but like that kind of stuff this book is kind of like this revenge fantasy not a revenge fantasy but like kind of mm-hmm. like it, it not a really revenge fantasy it's it's more of a like the forming of the hero yeah is that my, you I are know. you're you're getting snippets what is the main character's name um yeah her name i know um blah, 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 blah. Remember Basil's the yeah Basil, which I think is I couldn't not think of like Basil because our point of sale system at the shop is called Basil (laughs) and I couldn't not think of that because I was kind of like what a perfect name for like the guy who's in charge of the store. (laughs) Um, Hang on, yeah, her name. Yeah, that was a hard one to remember. Why couldn't I remember that? Yeah, Amy, (laughs) Amy, Matt. Who's the who's the girl who's like obsessed with ghosts in the beginning? But Trinity. That's her name. That's right. Yeah. I knew it had something. I knew it was something like that. Yeah. 
Oh my God. But it is. So while there are really heartbreaking moments in it and it's scary, it, it does leave you on a slight cliffhanger at the end yeah. um, for the way that he wraps it up. It's, it's very open-ended. Um, yeah. You, you could easily say you could make um like horror store too, but I, I think you should. <laughs> no. Um, no, honestly, reading this book makes me never want to go to an Ikea ever again. Honestly, I, I can't imagine my next experience in an Ikea after reading. I, know. I, know. I don't know what it's going to be like. The bright oh, and shining yeah. path was. I hard. know. Oh, the bright that and shining path. The the repetition of the, um, what is it called? Um, planned. Planned disorientation. That's not right. Oh. It's like some some phrase that you know it's actually a real phrase like that they use in retail or in whatever designed something but it had the word disor like disorientation or something in it i just it's just he did such a good job of um providing that kind of experience for someone yeah. who might not have ever worked in retail before either. Um, yeah. Like, it's it's very accurate. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I can't imagine someone I have worked at an Ikea that and the experience that they would have, but it would, um, it, that would be an interesting conversation to have. Yeah, I bet. Like. Yeah, the bright and shining path. Oh, God, that, just, that phrase just, <laughs> like, <laughs> chills me to the core every now every time I hear it I love it yeah I love it I know it it is it's such a smart and really messed up really messed up story but I loved it and I never want to read it again I I never want to we talked about how the front and then the back have you know opposing views um yes the names yeah the old the other place and the yeah that's drawn of that what the heck yeah like what is that <laughs> i know he's a, freak. he's a freak it is so oh and then the fact that at the end uh do i uh, do i need to say that what you can edit it out yeah, the, at the end when it becomes a baby store and she goes back, they go back in. Oh and my God. And like the back oh of the, God. because the back of the book is all baby store uh, coupons. Baby planet coupons. Baby planet baby. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm oh. like, so like, so, uh, so uh, the idea is that this store, they did nothing about the thing that was causing the Ikea like store to be haunted. Yeah. Right. That company moves out. Another company moves in. Uh-huh. They do nothing about the problem, but now it's a baby store. Oh, you know. So oh, all of God. Can you imagine yes! the amount of creepy things that are going to happen saying. with toys? That's what I'm saying. Crap? Absolutely not. Yeah, these like like glassy-eyed babies just like murdering you these or like, I don't even know. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah, she'll so like crawl, crawling towards you on the floor, just, a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you see that all the time in so many like modern day horror pieces of whether it's I don't watch those or whatever but it's often like a common device that is used as some sort of like child's toy Mm -hmm. as a communicator yeah and it's like no all the uh paranormal activities like those that's where Mm -hmm. I go absolutely not yeah yeah the fact that he turned it into a baby store at the end I was like oh you are sick you are sick sir and I love I love it, but I also never huh no. So thank you for both of those books. Uh but I really horror stories. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a it was fun to read. It was. I guess in the same way that like a horror it's fun to be to go into a, like a haunted house or something, but it was yeah. I'd like to do a psychological dive on why this bothered me, but the um how to sell a haunted house not as much i would love to i need to that. like understand my psyche yeah yeah yes your connections i would i would put haunted house above this one for you but like i can also yeah. see where they would probably switch but yeah no you're yeah. Um, you have a weird connection to that book um <laughs> I, do. So I don't know how my- i feel about it did I, I told you too though didn't i tell you that like ailish when she goes to school did i tell you this I that know. like she asks me to set up her toys did i tell you this no oh okay no so when she goes to school i don't even know how it started i think i did it one time as like a funny thing like she has these like all her little she's like a little nappy cat and like little stuff From the people who sell you actual books in a real-life indie bookshop comes a podcast all about books and the love of reading. So subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Aaron's Books.